0: Welcome to Why Does Love Hurt So Good
1: with your host, Andre Pearson. Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast, Why Does Love Hurt So Good? I'm Andre Pearson, and on my show today, you know we talk about the relationship problems, concerns, and issues that we put up with, go through, and allow just to have someone to love us. I am privileged today to have on my show Miss Pat Renfro. How are you doing today, ma'am?
0: I am great, Andre. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I
1: appreciate you taking the time. You know, we've been trying to get together for quite a while to do this.
0: And And I'm glad we were
1: able to take some time to get it done today. So tell my viewers, if you could, a little bit about what it is Yet you do.
0: I have my own channel, P2P Relates, where we talk about all things relationships. And uh, I've been a consultant for many years, run my own business. And now I've written a book called uh, Marriage is Not for punks 12 oh, things goodness. to think about before you say i do so
1: <laughs> well that's pretty good that's, that sounds very interesting to get into and definitely uh, let people know by the end of the show how they can get to your channel and get your book and everything like that
0: but it's not done yet i'm in oh. it's in process <laughs> okay
1: well you don't you, know, yeah. you know my staff does do ghost writing if you need some ghost writing as well so okay. cool uh but anyway today on the show as we always do we talk about relationship situations and i know you probably been looking at social media and you've probably seen a lot of people talk about uh, many different things in relationships. And one of the hot topics that people talk about a lot is this 50-50 in a relationship. A lot of men today have pretty much convinced women that paying 50-50 is equal. Paying 50-50 is something they should do. And a lot of the women are convincing themselves to have and be with that man. Uh, it's just something that they kind of you know chalk up and just go on and do. What do you think about that if you heard about it?
0: I don't think much about 50-50. Uh, 50-50 <laughs> belongs in the initial stage of dating. Okay. When you say, hmm, uh, we're interested in each other and we're going to check it out and see what's there, then that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. But once you're in a committed relationship, I don't know, It just it really does depend on a lot of different things. But I don't believe in the long run for a long-term relationship that there's really such a thing as 50 50 if we're doing 50 50 we're holding back and i that's think true. that it should be full all in on but if, are you talking about the actual emotional aspect of 50 50 are you just talking about pay your own way
1: well the men that that i've talked to on many different calls they talk about the finance part of it because they they say if a woman makes more money than they do the woman should take over more bills than they do
0: maybe the woman shouldn't be with him then <laughs> if he's got that mindset i mean that's, brothers that's true that be- is true yeah. I mean, it, because it's so much deeper than that. What's really deep is the fact that how do you feel about her making more money than you? You know, are, yeah. are you insecure about that? Does that impact your manhood? Because mm-hmm. the reality is how much we make if we're really a couple and we're really trying to do this thing and we're really com- completely committed to each other. We really should be about how can we make each other better? How can we join forces? And Maybe money is my strength and not your strength, or maybe you do something that I can't do. We need to look collectively at the relationship and say, how can we make us better? So the, the splitting in half means you're not really ready yet.
1: Exactly. And, I, and I, I've talked to on one-on-one consultations myself, and I hear them say things, which kind of you know, makes me kind of wonder, in this generation, A lot of women say that they'd rather pay half with the man to be with him than to be alone. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. how did you get to alone when you just want equality? Because I asked the men, what do you think the word provider means to you? And a lot of men saying in this time and age that they feel that, you know, women want the equal rights. Women got this feminist thing going on. Women make money for themselves. They should be able to pay half. So I'm like, well, how do you get the title provider head of household when you don't really do anything but you know share things with her? Shouldn't she be co-head of household? <laughs> it's just a you know thought to think about. When when men tell you, especially at this generation, when you hear men say 50-50, to me, what I'm hearing is that I do not want to be responsible for you. So the women sitting Looking there for thinking myself. that you know, exactly. So if that's the case, why are they with the people? Right.
0: Well, I mean, again, if, it depends on what level the relationship is. Because if you're talking about getting married, then we've got some deeper subjects to talk about. But if you're talking about dating and you're saying, well, as long as we're dating and you make good money, you can spring for it too. The mindset's just all wrong. Exactly. That's that's what I think. I don't think, you know, and I really, honestly, I don't think it's either or. I don't think that you shouldn't have to ever go half or the woman shouldn't pay sometimes. It does depend on if the guy is struggling and if they have, a richer relationship on another level, but financially he's not there yet. Well, you know, that's a red flag, but everything's not money. I mean, he may be broke because he's in <laughs> medical school True. trying to get his, his doctorate or something like that. So there's, we're in different seasons at different times. But, the, you know, I had a friend who talked a lot like that, but he just wanted to make sure that the woman was responsible that she respected the things that he had worked hard for didn't trash them or take it for granted but once they got married oh man that brother kicked in i mean yes she still has to work yes she contributes to the bill but she's not 50 50 on any level i mean <laughs> he's bought her cars he's done all kind of things for her and he will continue to do that but i think that it's always a bigger conversation if it's just about the money you're not serious. That's, that's not your, your life love. That's just somebody you're with.
1: And that that's about that. I agree with that because I know a lot of times when I hear men talk and they tell me things like, you know, well what I want to do basically in a relationship is have her support me, you know, build with me. So I asked the question again, what does build with me mean? Because a lot of women I've spoken to over, you know, a couple of years, they telling me they don't want meet ma- a man to build with. They want to meet him. And he's built. So it's like, you know, if you're not ready, I tell men all the time, if you're not ready to date a woman, provide for a woman, then leave that woman alone Let her, find someone else that she can get with because you're wasting her time. And a lot of men today seem to have that view of, you know, well, women who have kids are not worth dating long term because they have kids. They don't want to take care of another man's child. And I'm going like, well, how can you sit there and say that when you have men who have kids too? And you expect a woman to come into a relationship and take care of and provide for your children when you don't want to do the same thing for her. So it's like, do you think it's like a generational gap? Because if remember back in the day when our parents was growing up, there were titles such as, this is my wife. This is my husband. They understood their roles without saying a word. He provided. She took care of the home. That's just what they did. It was a mutual respect. Today's terms are, this is my baby mama. This is my baby daddy. In short, they're saying I got a baby with this woman, but I'm not with her, and I can have babies with other women as well. So I don't. Do you think the the mentality and the mindset of how the whole thing they see things is just different, or in general, some men today just just don't really care?
0: I would say that so much has changed since our parents were coming along. I mean, when our parents were coming along, you could buy a house, a really nice house, for hundred twenty five thousand dollars.
1: True. You could.
0: You could, be on a, you could be on a corner. I, I, lived, I lived in Kansas City on a corner lot with 21 trees, three stories and a basement. And the house was $125,000. And so one person could go to work and the other person could stay home with the kids. Today, you could still do that. But you have to be a really good money manager and you have to be strategic and y'all have to be on one accord. And it can't be about hey, you go make the money, I'm the woman'll I'll fix your food. it's It's so much deeper than that because we're more liberal than that. We have more power, we have more understanding of options and all that is out there. So I think it's really important to understand that we're in different times, but it's, a, it's it always goes back to a heart issue. It goes in my opinion, it's a heart issue and it's also a character issue. Who, who are you as a person? What are you in this relationship for? Are you in it because you want to get laid? Are you in it because, oh, she'll complete me and she'll make me feel this way and that way? Or are we in this relationship because we're whole in and of ourselves first and mature enough to give and take?
1: That's and if truth. that
0: mentality's not there, then a whole bunch of other stuff's in right anyway.
1: In the book that I have, about, Why Does Love Hurt So Good? I talk about how there are a lot of women that are with men right now in relationships who they do not love. Hell, half of them don't even like them, but they're there because of the resources that the man provides. Mm-hmm. So if your agenda is as a woman going in, I'm going to use his resources and his agenda is I got in-house sex. Are we really in a relationship? Or we just got, uh, do we have a partnership going on here? What we got? What do we have? Well, we don't even have a partnership. <laughs> True. True. It's just a usury. <laughs> and that's a, that's the sad part about it because I have not, I did not grow up saying to myself every night, I'm looking forward to getting married tomorrow. That's not what I grew up thinking. I understood that marriage was a possibility for someone I fell in love with, but it's not like I'm dreaming about it every night as a child. In, in marriage, for most people, it's like, okay, when women get married, they have to understand sometime in their own thought process, why am I here and am I able to do whatever it is I'm supposed to do as my role? Because what is my role in a relationship? Most people don't even know.
0: They better be asking that question way before they say I do. And unfortunately we get caught up in all of our motivations for getting in the relationship and as long as that's getting satisfied in the moment then that's all we care about. And then when we say I do, it's like, oh my God, what did I say? And to whom did I say
1: it? I mentioned to people uh, when I talk about how our understanding of what it is that we, how we communicate. Everybody has different love languages and we communicate differently and not all things fit for everybody. You have your own way of doing things, but some things are pretty much basic in principle. In that dating stage, for my opinion, is that you have to try to get to know one another beyond the appearance. Now, I've told women many times, the guy could be as fine as he can be. He can look at the way you want to look. But it doesn't guarantee he's going to treat you right love you uh uh, not cheat on you things of that nature what else do you know about him because any grown woman dating today if they don't know if they're especially if they're beautiful to that man if they don't know that man is thinking sex in front of you i don't know where you've been because he's already that's that's his agenda so what's your agenda so it's like when you have these kind of things coming to a relationship if you're trying to get money and he's trying to get sex What are we trying to really do? We trying to have a relationship? We just trying to hook up for a one-off?
0: Hook up one-off sounds about right for all that you're (laughs) describing. (laughs) I mean, I mean that's why I wrote. I'm I'm writing this book because I'm so tired of seeing divorce happen, and divorce happens because there's so much emotion that's built in, as well as agendas that's Mm -hmm. built into why we we get together in the first place. And as long, like I said earlier that those things are being satisfied, we think that's all that matters. And none of that matters in the long run. After a while, he could be so fine with a six pack that you just faint when you first met him. But in about five years, even that long, it will not matter. You'll look at that fine and you'll be mad at yourself for falling into that. So physical cannot be, it's gotta go to agape love at some point. It's gotta be, you almost have to love that person like you love your brother or your sister. Because you're gonna find out how imperfect they are and all their flaws, and you're gonna to need to know how to love them past those things that you didn't see at first. And you need to do your research before you say I do. Correct. Or even if it's moving. today, unfortunately, it's a lot of people just living together and then that's good enough for them. Well, before you make that major commitment, says that I'm just I'm yours and you're mine, and that's it. We're not messing around anymore. You need to understand who that person is and you're not going to know by going to dinner and hanging out in the park and giving gifts for different holidays and birthdays. That's not going to tell you enough. You got to know who the family is. You got to know what they look like when they're angry and what sets them off and what their goals are and what's important to them, what's not. I mean, even you mentioned earlier when we first started talking about how uh, it used to be that you got married and the woman had her role and the man had his role. But even when I got married, we didn't talk about that. We presumed it would fall in place. Correct. And it was a problem, you know? So, Because when you're, when today, in, in our economy today, we have to work in most cases. Correct. So if we both have to work, then we can't just assume when I get home, Sally's going to cook and Joe's going to sit down and put his feet up and read the newspaper because those days are over.
1: So and how do we mean,
0: both that's, kick that's in?
1: That's true because okay. a lot of men have mentioned to me that, uh, in their mind, they're thinking that's how it should be. And and because we don't know how to communicate effectively with each other, we are doing exactly what you said, assuming things going to fall in place and assuming that you're going to do this, that, or the other. And when we get to assuming things and things don't work out, then we get mad at one another and without talking to each other, saying, this is what's on my mind. This is what I'm feeling. This is what's going through. Because I know you probably seen an example where the woman come in the house and she, She's like, she's upset with something. She, and the guy asks her, uh, maybe you're all right? And she said, yeah, I'm fine. Now, technically, is what he heard was, I'm fine. But reality, what she's trying to say without saying is, ask me a deeper question to find out what's going on with me. But as I tell people, if you don't tell somebody what they need to know, they won't know it. So as right. the woman walks around the home with her arms folded up, huffing and puffing, he asks the question again, Maybe you are right? You things, you know, you good. Yeah, I'm all right. Then you're mad through the night because he ain't ask you when he don't. Because he didn't figure it
0: out. Because he no. didn't read your mind. Because he should have known me well enough to know what was bothering me and all that nonsense.
1: I hear that a lot from women. Why don't they just know? Why don't they just act right? Then I always say, know what, and mm-hmm. act how. Have oh you told him <laughs> how you want to be loved? Have you told them how you want them to act? Are you telling them something like standards and expectations so they know what's going on with you and how it works with you? Because some men, if they just listen to some women, some women will tell them exactly the handbook, how to love them, how to treat them, how to do them right, make them feel good and secure with them. But because men go in with their egos, thinking that what their boys said or what the movie said or what the rap songs say and other songs say, this is how you treat a woman that's how they go in and view it and come up short because each of them don't communicate one another or what their actual needs are to be happy beyond their appearance
0: but I think the other deeper issue too is that a lot of times the woman has spoken up and she has told him what she likes or what she would like him not to do and that's and even deeper than that is You know, the last 10 years of my marriage, I spent, not 10, I say six years of my marriage, I spent time thinking about how could I enjoy my husband and just let him be himself? Because we spend so much time trying to manipulate, force, demand, command our mates to please us. And we really get married expecting to be pleased and just... Uh, you know, and, and and the truth is, how about I find pleasure in myself, within myself, and you're, it's like, can I cook the entree and then get a piece of bread with some butter on it? <laughs> you should be my piece of bread with butter on it. I Correct. shouldn't be making sure that you bring half the steak to the plate, and that's where I think we make so many mistakes, because, you know, I'll give you an example. This is a silly example, but I had a physical therapy appointment today. And the guy that I'm working with is delightful. Now, he's got a girlfriend. He talks about it every single time we have our session. But I said to myself, boy, he just seems like he would be a heck of a friend to have. Or I bet she's having a ball living with him and enjoying him. Because they're, he's always talking about fun things. He's always talking wee, 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 like women like to hear men do. Uh, he includes her in his how he's thinking. I'm like, man, he must be a fantastic. But you know what? I don't care who he is and what he's like. He's imperfect. He's a human being. So he's going to fall short. So if I look at the front end of how he impacts me or how I'm impressed by him initially, and then we get together, he's going to let me down because I got him way up there anyway. And he's just a human being. And yeah, he's got some nice traits and things that I can appreciate, but he's going to let me down. So I can't move into that relationship based on the initial impact or impressions that he gives me, because those are going to fall flat at some point because we're, we all fall short, we're just regular human beings. And so we got to be deeper than that. And too many times we're so superficial in our relationship
1: and i and i and i think about that sometime and even when i'm doing my writing and doing blogs and things like that when i'm doing articles i think about it and i've said in relationships when we say the word i love you mm-hmm. and it's okay to love someone but i feel that we put the pressure on one another when we ask each other say tell me what it is about me that you love that's when we put that restriction on them by saying okay i love the way Perfect. you have you are size 6 you got a mm-hmm. nice body and you this and that and everything, your hair and this and everything else. And all of a sudden, like you said, five years ago down the road, uh, she, you know, go to size 12 and her hair ain't like it used to be. And he go from a six pack to a keg. And you're trying to figure out well, she said she loved me because I looked like this and had a six pack. But do she still love me now? You're putting that pressure on one another to, uh, to say the, the definition of why I love you is because of this when you should love them unconditionally but a lot of people don't seem to well, I love you because of this, I love you because of that. And the moment you do that, a lot of relationships start to go downhill because you're trying to live up to an expectation that's unrealistic because very few people at the time that you meet them are the same way 10 years, 15 years later when you see them again. So if you're if you're not in love with the person as a whole, then you're not really in love with them at all. You're just in love with that moment or what you see at that particular time you got with them because everybody has a beauty and attraction that you like you have your type of person you love and want to get with but beyond that what are the okay. qualities that you're looking for in the person because in in a mental mind i said this to people many times in a, in your mental mind make a list of the things that you want qualities that will make you happy in the relationship oh, so when, yes. you, when you're dating someone and you're talking to them you're checking those boxes off in your head uh, is he this? Is he that? Is he this? Is he that? Now, if the qualities start checking off in your head, now you may have ten or more. but You're not going to get all ten. You may get seven, but they clock, you know, seven out of ten. That's not a bad thing. Let's see if we can put those words into actions and see if they kind of are consistent in what they're telling us and what they're doing. Then you can start to have a little bit more confident that hey, maybe I might be onto something here. And but more than
0: the more than seventy percent better be less than physical. Exactly. If it's all physical, you you're 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 headed for trouble.
1: Exactly, that and, I, and, and that's okay. why I don't understand why people today, uh, in this generation, look so much to. I hear women talk about a lot poly relationships. They want to get into poly relationship, have another woman with two women, two women with a man, and things like that. I said the only person that benefits from that situation is the man. <laughs> right. I mean, how do you benefit as a woman having two women? You know, good and well, the two women caring for one man. Is it, it starts out really cool, but some point in time it's going to get over time it's going to get a little you know headache to you because you going want some attention, and you're trying to split the attention. How do you do that? Now the guy, of course, is not going to want to change the situation because he's benefiting. <laughs> right. So <laughs> why would he want to change it? And they're going to try. Well, you should give me more time to now. We now we cat fighting and we fighting with one another over a situation that should have never been right. because you're afraid to start something with someone else or get to know someone else. And a lot of cases that you keep bringing up are people
0: who are so in, incomplete. They're not whole. They're not They're not confident. They don't love themselves. They don't know who they are. They're trying to find love in all the wrong places for all the wrong reasons. Instead of saying, hey, how about I focus on getting me together? Because once you get you together, there's a whole lot of peace you can have. And there's a whole, there's a your list is going to change a whole lot when you know who you are.
1: Exactly. And I so- wonder that sometimes, When women are talking to one another, and I can't speak for women because, again, I'm not a woman, but when women are talking to one another, and let's just say the situation is uh, your girlfriend's with a good looking man, but he's treating her, he's mistreating her. The girlfriends are saying, some of the girlfriends today are doing the man's work as his cheerleader by encouraging that woman to stay with that man because he's got the money, he got the cards, he got the house, he got this, he got that. Girl, you can't leave all that. But now she's not happy. But she's there for the resources and the girlfriends are being a cheerleader for the man, making it seem like it's OK, because I've heard women, you know, in some of the videos, if you look at the videos I do on YouTube, there was a couple of clips that I found where the women were saying, uh, one woman said to the girl who said she wanted a one on one situation. Her girlfriend said, well, girl, if your man cheat, it's OK. He can sleep with other women and smash 20 women, but it doesn't mean they don't mean anything. He still loves you. He so comes home like,
0: to you. Yeah, you're then who he one, comes the one.
1: Yeah, then one woman said, "If my man decides to cheat, I'm either going to be coaching or joining." So it's like, okay, where does the line stop and you have in you having the one-on-one situation? Because that's what you most women want. I can't say every woman want it, but that's what most women want one-on-one. I don't know too many women, realistically, who know themselves, who love themselves, want to share someone that they want to be involved that deep in with someone else not to so mention the to
0: disease that you're you're posing your body to because you don't know where they're putting that you don't know where it's being what they exactly. got and you just laying around because you're so desperate but that all comes from i don't know who i am and i don't like myself and mm-hmm. I, I i'll just take anything because anything's better than nothing i don't want to be alone
1: and I just thought that was kind of a you know a, a odd thing to say to because they're they're not just men trying to trick you, because I understand the man's mentality when it comes to the this uh, part of lying to a woman or trying to trick her and everything. If you go back to a little bit to slavery, the uh, slave owner broke the black man. We get how he did it and all the things he did. But now fast forward to 2021. The black man is using those same tactics on the black woman. He's making her feel that uh, if you're not with me, no one's going to get with you. And if you're over a certain age, I'm not going to be with you. If you got kids, I'm not going to be with you. And I'm, be- you know, I'm better than nothing. You better be with me. So they, they're they like, you know, well, the man makes the rules and everything else. I'm just going to go with it. I've heard women tell me this countless times. Well, you know, okay. as long as he pay the bills, as long as he pay the bills and do the things for me, you know, it's OK if, you know, it's OK here or there. I said, no, you shouldn't have to be sitting telling yourself because they're thinking their choices is to be with him under those conditions or live a life alone because that's how men have proposed it to them because it's the pimp mentality i
0: don't know i agree with that i mean don't get me wrong you talk to more people (laughs) than i do but i think that how mom and dad raised that that daughter in the first place and helped her think is how she's that's where that comes from because True. Uh, just because a man tells you that that's how you should accept him doesn't mean a thing to a person who knows who they are and been raised well.
1: Exactly. But, and it also yeah. goes with you. I also mentioned that it goes with your friends that you hang around because yeah. if you were raised right in your house to know right from wrong or to make your own decision, you can't be swayed into something that doesn't sound right or feel right to you. Right. But if you're getting swayed into a situation like to thinking to where, well, I just should take Better any take man this. and be, mm-hmm. be with any man to not be alone. Then, yes, yeah, something more deeper concerning you not loving yourself, caring for yourself, understanding. I'm not even willing to wait for someone that's right for you. Right. If you don't create that list in your head of qualities, not the, the look appearance, the qualities that you feel you would like to have to make you happy with someone, then you, you're not going to stand on your ground and have uh, standards and expectations. When you meet a man, he's just going to throw those out the window and tell you what he wants. And you're going to give him what you want because you're figuring Most women that come across and say things like I've heard women say in Atlanta, uh, in Seattle, when I was doing talking to people going on, they were telling me things like, well, you know, it's better to have half a man than no man. And I don't know why. You heard that a lot for real? Huh? You've heard that a lot? Yes, quite. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, if you read some of the comments on my uh, videos or things, it's like women would say things that makes no sense to me as far as why would you uh, educated strong woman. Put up with something like that when you can do better. You're telling a man that he doesn't have to come up, that you're going to come down and meet him where he is. I'm like, why? It's like in the video I did, um, Stop Dating a Broke Man. When I talked to women when I was researching the video, there were a lot of women who said they would not date a broke man. But there were also women who told me there there were advantages of dating a broke man.
0: What were the advantages?
1: He's there when they call he does he looks up to them like they got it going on because he has nothing. He he worships them. He moves when they want them to move, do what they say do. He doesn't have to try to spend money on them like that. But if the sex is good, they can let go all of that. Other things, just long as they're in control. As long as they're in control of the situation, it's my car, see, the it's my funny, wife. The
0: funny part about that is how long does that last?
1: That's and the how question. How much
0: control do you think you really have? Because If the worst case scenario or the best case scenario is that that's just for a finite period of time. And then he wakes up and he hates you true, and he he begins to do whatever he can to get his power back. Cause you know, I'm learning too, just observing, you know, I talk about all things, relationships because it's all intermingled. It's like, I got to like me, then I have to be able to know how to be friends with people. Uh, when I'm dating someone, if I'm all in the nose wide open, uh, uh, emotional, how can he make me feel peace? I'm already heading down the wrong track. But if I can say, where is the friendship in this courtship that we're experiencing together? Could, could we enjoy each other just on a platonic basis? Because you yeah. got to look at all that. And and so if, if I don't know how to relate to people and I don't really have confidence and I don't really uh, like myself then I'm going to get relationships and I'm going to try to dominate and control because Mm -hmm. that's, that's what we do. And as soon as you start controlling, then you start, the person starts moving away. And I've been watching that with friends, with uh, siblings, with uh, roommate situations, just all different types of relationships. When you get in that mindset that says they better do this or I'm going to do that. People sense that a mile away and they will resent it. They will resist you. They will do the opposite just to say you nobody controls. Nobody wants to be controlled, even if they don't realize that they have enough power to, to push back. It, if they sense that's what you're about, you're going to have problems.
1: And some so, men, some men I, ha, I have had friends uh, that were really good at finding those low self-esteem women. Those mm-hmm. women, like you said, that don't love themselves. And a lot of cities that I've been in and lived in, there's always been a seven to one ratio for women to men. So when a man hears you say, "If he tells you when you go out on a date, if I buy this meal or do this for you, you know what that means." Hmm. Now, for them, for the woman who are you know on that low self esteem or weak minded or whatever the case may be, they're thinking, "Well, if I, I give him, I him what he wants, if I give him what he wants, then that'll seal the deal and keep him with me." And I'm looking at the, looking at the the history of this situation. I don't care if it's real life or movies or books. How many times have a man told a woman, I'm going to leave my wife and come be with you? Right, exactly. And it it actually worked that way. Right. Let's let's just say hypothetically that it did work that way. Yeah, you got the man now. Have you ever thought as a woman, how I got him? Because if you got him going behind some other woman's back, don't you think that will play out again to him as being okay to do it again? Exactly. So how can you build a future situation like that I just, I just don't really understand a lot of times. And I tell women most times when I talk to them on these situations, because I want to step through the screen and shake, take shit out of them. Just shake them. Just wake up, baby, wake up. Because it's like, come on. Now, how many more bricks got to fall on your head before it starts to hurt? <laughs> I mean, you have a lot of things going on. You have more than just your body to offer a relationship. You have more gifts given to you, uh, things that you can do, bring to the relationship. Who wants to be? No, no one wants to be at her table. Uh, being treated like a napkin when she has more to bring than just that. But a lot of people said, well, you know, well, uh, the men, the men are dictating how women do X, y, Z. I said, no, you control your destination. You control what you're going. But if you do this, if you give a man the keys to the car and allow him to drive you around, you cannot get mad where he, of where he takes you. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. As he's
1: taking you where he wants to go. This is where that communication thing comes in, because in the video I did um, how to communicate effectively in 15 minutes, there was a section where I talked about uh, if a woman, if I'm going out to get food for, the, let's say, for the family. And the woman tells, I say, well, what do you want for dinner? And she says, uh, you know, just get whatever, get whatever. <laughs> right. So now I go get pizza, come home. When I didn't want pizza, I wanted chicken. Right. And how I was supposed to know that how? Exactly. This is not a Jedi mind trick with all this technology going on today. You could have texted me, you could have called me, you could have decided what you're going on and let me know what's going on. But now you expect me to go back out again to get you what you now initially say you want when I asked you in the beginning, what do you want? And gave you time to think about it.
0: But well, that's really nice of you to even process that much because the reality is. If I asked you what you wanted and you told me, oh, it doesn't matter, whatever, and I come home with that, that's what you're going to eat or you're going to go to the refrigerator and see what's in there. It ain't exactly. even about I got to go back out. Cause...
1: Exactly. But now because those women he... would get mad if you don't you know, say, I'm right. back and you get what you want. But I'm thinking the same way you just said. Uh, since you didn't tell me, this is what I got. This is what it is. Either you take it or leave it. got to
0: have boundaries.
1: That's the problem. That word you said right there is a nice foreign word to mm-hmm. some people because when you say boundaries, expectations or standards right how does that measure up to society because i want to be accepted i want to be down with everybody how do those words you just said measure up to what i want to do i want to be accepted so if my friends and you
0: get more accepted you know it's like a budget boundaries are like a budget when we think of budgets until we learn how powerful they are we can feel like it's a limitation But the reality is when you say, this is what I'm going to spend, this is how much I'm going to allocate, this is how much I need to produce in order to accomplish this goal over here, and then you begin to manage that so that you can make that come to pass, it feels wonderful. But initially, it feels like, well, I'll spend what I want to spend. But then when you spend what you want to spend, you end up with a whole lot less because you didn't manage it properly and now it's gone. And you're whining or calling a friend or a family member saying, can you help me because you oh, didn't want to
1: manage that. I've heard that, uh, matter of fact, Martin Luther King said that a statement in 1965 to Ebony Magazine, exactly what you just said, and he said it in the form of, we spend what we want and beg for what we need. <laughs> and and right. I, I, I hear that all the time from people where they tell me they got the money for the car note, but they're going out to the club tonight and buy a new outfit. Then on Monday, they call everybody in the world they know to borrow money from to pay the car note. And I'm going like, didn't you have the money Friday? Or the light bill. Let's keep it simple and yeah. real. If you, had, you, you Didn't you had light bill money Friday? So what was your thought process? Pay the light bill for you and your family or a party for yourself?
0: And if you really took that same principle and just said, hey, let me look at my boundaries. Let me look at expectations. Because I, I, I have spent the pandemic last year just thinking about how expectations will jack you up. Because you get to thinking that if a person really cares about me, they should offer or they should do this or that. Better get rid of those expectations because they will mess you up. And then you could be the only one all jacked up because people are going on about their business. You, you, we make decisions every day that say, "This is." I, I don't have a car right now. I'm living with a, a lady who has two cars, but I made the choice to sell my car. I made the choice to be out there catching buses, getting physical so that I can get healthier. And I said, you know, I could buy a car. But if I buy a car, look at all the steps I'm going to miss out on, because I know I'm going to put my lazy butt in the seat and go drive <laughs> down the road. <laughs> but we make choices constantly. And then we make those choices. And then there's times where I ain't getting the ride and I'm, I'm pouting about it. Well, what choice did I make? Exactly. is it because i decided not to sell my car everybody's supposed to come to my bank and call and pick me up no catch the bus that's what you show, you signed up for and we we're we constantly signing contracts but we're not we're not anticipating what that means and we're not owning our part.
1: and see what you sound like is what i wrote in my book you sound like a seasoned woman someone who understands and been through some things and know the choices you could have made differently. You know, you may not repeat again today. The problem, in I feel, and I, I talked about it a lot in the book, uh, that the unseasoned women is exactly what you said. Also, where they are sitting back, expecting someone's going to take care of it. When I don't have to, I'm just I'm pretty enough, or I got this body, or I got this or that, the other. Somebody's going to take care of it. Now, I get the concept where you're coming from, and I, I I feel you. It you know I get it, but at the end of the day. You feel much better taking care of the things that you know you can take care of and have peace of mind than to have stress to have somebody else try to pay and get things for you and things that you want. Because right now, if I want a hamburger from McDonald's, I want to be able to get up and get my hamburger with no questions, no begging, nobody judging me, whatever. I'm going to get what I want to get. I do not. And I've told women many times in my own life in relationships that I will work with any woman to do anything. But what I refuse to do is work for women. I'm not going to work I think for. You speak, them. I work with. I think
0: them. you speak for all human beings. Actually, the reality is nobody wants to be hand tied. Nobody wants to be forced. Nobody wants to have mandates and expectations. Now that doesn't mean that I don't have standards, but it does mean that if I can find a way to love you the way you are and make my make my. I mean, I, I have to have some expectations. I have to have some standards. I'm not saying sure. anything flies. But I am saying you set that baseline of what you need as a person. And then that person says, you know, I can do that. I can give you that. And then after that, there's going to be other things you want to tweak and customize and make it more and more like you want it. And the reality is I need to leave you alone and let you be you and be okay with that. Because right. even if I say something, even if I speak up, The reality is you're going to be you. And I I was laughing at myself last week because I was somewhere and I was doing some things and I was trying to help somebody change. And I was like, you better let that person be who they are because that's (laughs) what they're going to do anyway. All you're going to do is frustrate you and them because they're going to do them. You know, you may expose some things to them. You may enlighten them. You may reveal some stuff that will help them see it a different way. And they may embrace it and run with it. But the reality is, in most cases, especially if they're in their 30, mid-30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, please, they're going to do them. And Correct. you would be best to just embrace it or figure out what you can handle and walk away.
1: Because I've said to people in general speaking that people in relationships are going to have to compromise and negotiate regardless. Mm-hmm. That's just part of what it is. And people say, oh, well, you know, if you love someone, Uh -uh. it shouldn't hurt. Okay, love and pain come together. It's inseparable. Just deal with it. You're hoping that the person loves you more than they hurt you is what you're hoping.
0: Oh, that's good. That's
1: what what you're hoping to happen in this situation. But then you have people say, well, uh, what I want people to do is do things this way. I tell people all the time, people who care for you like that will make some adjustments. Now, if you want to call it yeah, change, right. it's okay. Mm-hmm. But adjustments will happen. But as you mentioned, and I agree with you 100%, changing them to what you think they should be for you is not going to happen. And you're going to frustrate yourself, have headaches, arguments, and everything else because you have a perfect person in your head how they should be. You marry someone and, and suspect them just to fall into the marriage role and do this and do that and do this like, whoa, 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 there's no handbook here. <laughs> how this should be done with you and I we can talk it out in the beginning what we like and how we want to do things together and make that thing you know happen but as far as you turn me on like a robot when you need me and turn me off when I'm not useful to you uh that's not gonna happen that way because people are individuals and they will adjust their thinking and their mindset if they can see value in what it is that you're doing with them right but they're and not you gonna love that.
0: them. So- you got to love them well enough to stop and say, you know, like, I'll give you an example. I'll be transparent. I've always wanted to be tiny. I would love to be a size six, but I've never, ever gotten there. Now, I've gotten as close as a size eight, but that was many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> okay, and I it. tried in different ways. But my husband had a six pack. He had a six-pack all the way till he died. He had a beautiful body. And he wanted me to look like that size that I always wanted to be. And so there was a part of him that loved the character of Pat. But physically, he was very unfulfilled and very okay. disappointed. And we we all fall short of that, though. We all look at the person and go like, man, I like this and this and this and this and this about them. And man, if they would just lose 20 pounds. But it's okay to feel that way. It really is because you're not going to find anybody perfect. But you're going to have to be the one that makes the adjustment in your brain for how to love them, even though they'll never get there. Because they may never get there. And if you go into it saying, you know what, I I know how to help them because I've been all my life. I I can cook them healthy meals and I can get them to walk with me every day. You've already gone down the wrong track (laughs) because that's not who they are. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest problems we have in relationships, whether it's this generation or my generation or what, it doesn't matter. We all have this tendency to do well, buts in our relationship. If you would just do that, we'd be cool.
1: Well, it comes back down to, again, we had to stop asking. We had to think about the questions that we're asking, see how we propose them to one another. Because when we ask what I consider to be really stupid questions, we're going to get stupid answers. If a woman is a, is, is a big woman and she's got on these uh, clothes and asking her man, does this make my butt look big? Now, he's going to lie and say, no, nah, but you know, you look really good in there. But you already knew before you asked the question how you look in that. You know that for your for a fact. Or you have a man ask a woman that dangerous question after sex. Was it the best you had? All right. So she's laying there like, I don't want to bust this bubble. Someone say, you did your thing, baby. <laughs> right now me i after realizing that over years i understood how to answer these questions when they come at me because i had, I had to translate what you asked so i could ask it so when you come out to let's say in the dress room and say do you do you think i look fat in this dress my answer would be i like that blue one <laughs>
0: that's a good one that's a good one so was like, well, you, you know, know what, I, I saw the what i've learned is two things one is if I have to ask you or anybody else, I probably need to take it off. That's the first thing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the second thing is, uh, if you liked it, you will tell me. Correct. Now, some people aren't very complimentary. I mean, I'm extremely complimentary. I, I'll see a stranger on the street and tell the woman, you are wearing that makeup. I mean, I that's just what I've been all my life. And it gets me in trouble from the standpoint that when I do something and I think it's really outstanding, I want the people in my life to, to mention it. And a lot of people don't. My daughter is one of those people. She's just not going to do it because she knows I'm <laughs> I'm jumping at the bit to do it and she's not going to do it. And if she gives me a compliment, I can take it to the bank because I know she doesn't you know, do any fake stuff. Uh, but you, you really have to force yourself to say, wait a minute, if a person thinks that that's nice, they're going to say something.
1: And And it's it's natural to have a a little bit of jealousy in us of other people of how they look or how they, you know, dress or whatever. We're not that size or not that tall. I get it because we can't change who we are in that aspect. I can't. I'm only five, seven. I cannot be five, nine. Mm -hmm. It's just a reality I have to deal with and go with. So in my conversation with uh, those I'm talking to or some woman that I'm interested in, I'm putting it out on the table. This is this is where I am in my life right now. This is what I'm doing right now. So, you know, so I'm not giving you no, uh, my representative representing me with some stories. I'm telling you exactly where I am and what's going on with me. So you will know. And unfortunately, sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't because I don't know, maybe it's the person I'm talking to don't really expect me to be that transparent at that moment because they're used to men playing games and lying. I get it, but at the end of the day, what you see here now is who I am, period. When and you
0: say it doesn't work, what part of it's not working? What do you mean?
1: Because they were they were their, their body language were to say, well, I heard men say this, I heard this so and and men all all men talk like that, and all men say things like that, and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, okay, I don't know what they did, but I'm sitting here now. So instead of telling me what uh other men do or how men are dogs because when women make that statement and men do make odd statements as well when a lot of women make statements such as all men are dogs i'm old enough to understand and realize right now what they mean is the ones that they've been with didn't treat them right so cuz to make that statement true you would have to have been with every one every man on the planet <laughs>
0: right, right
1: right so yeah, that came to when, when men say all women and any
0: generalization any yeah. generalizations are going to be incorrect always Correct. because you just can't nothing's always in, in
1: yeah but see if you don't understand that when you hear it you take it for face value if you say that all men are dogs you know and, and they don't understand what you're saying the man that's listening don't understand what you're really saying is the guy that you've been with last time hurt you and you're feeling some type of way and maybe i need to give you some space for you know get yourself together if you don't if you don't take that from that conversation statement then you're going to take it personal and think she's talking about you when in fact she's not saying you per se, she has something other chip on her shoulder that she hasn't dealt with and hasn't finished dealing with before she come and step and deal with you. Because a lot of women don't want men to save them, they don't expect men to save them. But bottom line is we can't save one another. We can help each other, but we can't save one another. Like you said earlier, if you're not ready to deal with things you're not ready to love yourself and ready to put yourself out there whatever kind of way, if you're not ready, it's going to show and the person on the end, if they're a good person, is going to realize that and give you the space you need. But if they're a user, they're going to recognize that and see how can I maximize that to my, my best ability to you know, take advantage of them. So and I'll the more you, you know careful.
0: yourself and the more you have done the personal development work that you need to do, you're going to recognize that. Real exactly, quicker. and you. So I, I able- hope
1: people do that. Okay. Now, what would be your advice to women that's listening to this right now concerning relationships and dating today? What would you tell them signs to things to watch out for or be careful of? Well, I did sure.
0: a video. I think it was two weeks ago on seven things to think about when you're ready to find a mate. Um, and I say this on so many of my videos. I have five areas that I talk about: self development, friendship. Um, uh, dating, uh, marriage, and then business relationships, because they all kind of in- intermingle. And if any area of those five areas are awry, they're going to show up in some really inconvenient ways. And so I really can't say it enough. And not people don't always agree with me, but I'm, I'm really clear about this. You have to know who you are and you have to spend some years just figuring out, and maybe it's not years, but it depends on what you've done up to this point in your life but you've got to figure out how to get to the place where you think you're okay and that you can actually be in this world and find happiness by yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you're accepting being alone for the rest of your life. It really means that before I can really find happiness in a relationship that's gonna be healthy and whole and not toxic and not fully usury and all that, I've got to know who I am. When I figure out who I am, then I can know what I need and what I'm looking for and what complements me. In other words, I know I'm an author now and I haven't published the first book, but I'm working on it. I know that I'm an entrepreneur to the core. I know that uh, I love the Lord. I know that uh, being healthy is important and that you got to move. And if you're sedentary, you're going to get sicker quicker. So these are things I know about me. So if I'm with someone or I'm interested in getting with someone, I'm gonna be asking those questions. How much are you in those same uh growth paths that I'm in? Because if you're not, it's gonna be a problem. If you're a couch potato and I know we gotta move and walk, and I go and do my walk, whether you go or not, that's fine. But how many walks do I want to go on by myself? Because if I'm gonna go on by myself all the time, most of the time, then I probably don't need you in my house because you're weight. True. You know, you're gonna be like, Well, why you always leave me here? And I wanna. You watch a movie and chill, baby, and you always up and running. Well, then we're just not a good click. So figure out who you are. So you know what you do, what you need, what what matters to you, what your values are. And then when you make that list, that list is going to look really different and it's going to be a healthy list. And you're not going to be needy because when, when we're needy, then we sacrifice. When we're needy, we'll just take anything. True. So if you go to P2P Relates, You'll see many videos that talk about self-development, self-love, expectations, uh, all those kind of things that you need to really be working on. Because if you're working on those things, you're going to look up one day and you're going to meet people. You need people, not some man or some woman. If you're a male and you're looking for somebody, you need people in your life that are where you're going. They, we, I'm not talking about robots and I'm not talking about everybody's got to be a Bobsy Twin. But what I am saying is that if I'm really about trying to improve my health and you don't care about that, then th- that matters. And I need to factor that in. It doesn't, and I always tell people all the time, it's not it's not like everything I want to do, you, you got to be about that or we can't make it work. But I need to have my eyes wide open and I need to be able to go into this relationship understanding what that probably means and whether or not I want to deal with that or not.
1: Because I know I've heard people and I've coached people on this situation, and I tell both men and women both, if you know yourself and the things that you need to make you happy in your lifetime, you have to be willing. I don't care how fine he is or she is, you have to be willing. If you sense some things that's just not detrimental to you moving forward, you have to be willing to walk away from that situation. They can be fine as they can be, but if a man sit down at the table on your first day and tell you, I'm a cheater, I'm a liar, my wife a he beater, he's telling you. Of course. And
0: Wait a minute, though. Who
1: would tell? I'm, it? I'm just saying, but some men would, would display to you their character and tell you who they are. And what mm-hmm. happens down the road, six months down the road, then, then the woman says, well, he lies so a lot. He beats me. He did some that. I'm like, did you hear him he tell you that in the beginning? What were you looking right. at? Oh, he was right. fine. He was fine. And all my girlfriends wanted him, but I got him. He picked me. Mm-hmm. Die, die, die. I'm like, come on, right. think about it for a second. It comes back to what you said. If they don't know themselves or comfortable with who they are and know what they want to make themselves happy, you have to be willing to walk away from a situation that doesn't can, uh, make you feel better about who you are.
0: And I mean, I spent, I know all the things that I know because I made all those mistakes um, I don't think I met all the ones that you're talking about today, but I made tons and tons of thinking he'll change because I'm a good person and I'm off the hook. And when he meets me, he's going to want to be with me. And so he's going to shift and change. He might be a player now. Well, I used to be a player, so I get it. And men are This is why I used to always say men are slower <laughs> than women. They True. They mature later in life. And so, yeah, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt and He'll grow up and he'll know that I'm the best thing he ever had. That's the biggest lie you can tell yourself. You need to look at that brother right now. And wherever he's at, that's where he's at.
1: Exactly. And you have to believe him when they tell you.
0: My husband was in prison. He came out of prison and I said, well, I see this and I see that and I see that. But, you know, he's he's not in the fullness of who he's going to be yet. He's still getting all the shackles off.
1: You saw the potential. You saw the potential. Yeah, like I
0: saw the potential, but the reality was all everything he presented to me, good and bad, was who he really was.
1: And there that's what, that's the appeal of most situations. It, it makes a better appeal and make you want to know more when they're open and honest with you to begin with.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying too is you got to you you can't say well they're going to change because I did that too. Oh, he's gonna <laughs> he's got potential. Oh, one day he's gonna be. And I finally, I, I think by the time I got forty, I said, okay, the one day he's gonna are over. If you ain't <laughs> that right now, um, next! You know, oh because God. it's you're, you're going to be pulling that person along or they're going to be dragging you back.
1: True. So
0: you got to pay attention to the data you get in real time and manage that data and don't lie to yourself and say, oh, but it's going to be okay because no. Is that okay for real? And if that okay, if that wherever they are right now, let's just say you got in a causal loop And they were going to be like that for the rest of your life. Could you deal with it? Because if you say that no, hell no, then you better keep it moving.
1: Because I ask people in general, when I talk to them, I ask this question. From the things that you know about yourself, and you know how you are, period. If you were of the opposite sex, would you date you?
0: Say that. I said that like two videos ago. I said that (laughs) two videos ago. Would you date that? Was I think that was uh in the video where I talked about seven things to think about when you're ready to find your mate. Would you want to date yourself? Because if your answer is oh no, well then you're not ready to be out there.
1: <laughs> so you see what you are you, seeing what they see. So mm-hmm. either make some changes to you know to attract them or just accept where you are and call it a day. And many
0: years ago, I was talking to my sister about uh getting married and how I was looking forward to it. And um, I, I said something about, I want a man who's elegante. <laughs> and my sister said something I will never, ever, ever forget. It was amazing. Didn't feel good at the time, but it was amazing. She said, Pat, if you want elegante, you got to be elegante. True.
1: You, you, you she have, you said, she went further. Yeah, bring what you she, want to the table. Yeah, That's the thing about it. Then, you, you can't have a woman say, I want a real man. And real men and everything like that. When you walking around with fake eyelashes, weave, breast implants, and everything, it's like you can't act for real when you're just every bit of fake. Right, right. So, you and you break, can't say, you down. know, I
0: want I want a man who's buff and he got a six pack and he's all this, and you sitting around here frumpy.
1: True, true.
0: Are you in the gym <laughs> trying to meet that guy? And are you are you working on it? And are you watching what you put in your mouth? You know, because yeah. we're good for that. It is male and female. It's not a gender thing, but people are good for uh, imagining the pie in the sky, and and True. they don't want to do the work to be that for that person, because that's that's love too. Love says, "I want to be. I want to give you my best," exactly. And I expect best back, and not tip for tap, but just I'm willing to do the work to be the best, and I'm willing to wait on him, uh, not him, but the person who's willing to to do
1: the same because yeah. you know overall for most people and and i i think this when i could be wrong correct me if you think i'm you know wrong on my thought process but i think what people have to understand when you do things for people be, that you care for you do them because you care for them you're not doing it for them to do something for you back and you don't you don't get mad at them when they don't right away return what you did for them yesterday you know it's, it's like did you do it because you love me and care for me? Or did you do it because you wanted something from me?
0: It's funny that you mention that because um, I have to be careful about what I say. But I was, uh, <laughs> I was out of town recently and I did some things for some people. And they didn't say thank you right away. And I didn't feel like they recognized what I had done. And I had a conversation with my daughter because we are really close. And she said, you know, you really have to pay attention to your motives. And I know that, but think about it for real. You go out, you're dating this woman, or it's your wife, either one well, scenario will work for the listener. And you go and you know your your wife loves flowers. So you go and you get her some beautiful flowers. And, and nowadays you can go to Trader Joe's, you know, you can go all kinds of places and get really beautiful flowers. It doesn't have to right. be a florist where you spend $70. It's foolishness. Um, but you go and get them beautiful flowers what at the level you could afford. And you know that it's something that they would really be delighted by. They walk in the house, they throw their keys down on the, on the uh, island, and they go, oh, what a rough day. And you're sitting there wanting them to jump at the bit about the flowers, and they are still processing just getting in and winding down. And now you're pouting because no time that evening did they say anything about those flowers. In reality, in the, in the ideal sense, you should just be glad that you were able to bless them with some flowers and you Correct. know that they like them. And if they never say, oh, honey, these are beautiful. Thank you. You should be completely full of peace because you did what you wanted to say to them as far as love goes. Correct. But let's be real. <laughs> when we do things for people, it's not that we need tit for tat. Okay, I buy her flowers and then, She's going to make me my favorite meal tomorrow. No, we don't. We're not that superficial. But come on, you know, when you do something nice for somebody, you want acknowledgement that they, one, recognize that you went out of your way because you're trying to say, I love you. You mean the world to me. Whoever, it could be a sister, a brother, a husband, a wife, a co worker, whatever. But, you know, you do that for them. You're not holding your breath waiting for them to do the same for you but you do want acknowledgement and you can be really deep and some people are and not need that at all. But I just think it's, it's not, it's, it's not that you did it under an evil intention, but it's not so bad of a deal to want somebody to at least, you know, you, somebody said, could you give me a ride home? And you, you know, they're tired and you know that they would have to catch a bus and it would take a couple hours to get home so you go 30 minutes out of your way, one way to take them home. Are you a bad guy? Because you don't want them to say,
1: thank you. I appreciate it. No. And the funny thing about that is that how I view it is something that my mother told me years ago about lo- loaning people money.
0: Right. Ne- don't never them loan them money if you can't to afford to lose it. Yeah. So
1: if I take you where you're going 30 minutes out of the way, I just did it. It's done. Move on. I'm not looking for nothing. Now, if you come back two weeks from now and buy me lunch because I took, you know, whatever happened. Great. But am I sitting at home, pouting, waiting for you to acknowledge me for what devil I, I did for you? No, I'm not doing it because I did it because I wanted to. I chose But wait to a minute.
0: It. Wait a minute. Would you do it again?
1: Yeah. If I, if, really? I chose, if I chose to do it again, I understand that I chose this. They don't owe me anything. I made a decision to do this on my own. If yes. I understand that going into it, I'm not looking for you to do it or have anything for me because I chose Okay, you didn't, that's you didn't rehearse me into it. You didn't trick me into it. You didn't right. lie to me about it. I decided at that point in time, yes, I would do this, and now that it's done, let's move on. But and I would say,
0: I would I say it. to you that uh, that's a flaw in my character. Then, <laughs> because I don't need you the next week. Take me to lunch. All I need is for you to say, "Thanks, pal. I sure appreciate it. That sure saved me." And if you just get out the car and slam the door and walk in your house, I'm uh, that. Yeah, that messed
1: me up. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've had people do that. I'll do things out of kindness, and they come back and think it's a weakness and expect it.
0: Oh, that's a little different. That's going further.
1: So it's like you know, I'm doing something. Some people would expect it. It's like, well, you were able to do it last week. You should be able to do it this week.
0: Oh, that's different because that that would be a boundary.
1: now yeah, that you're like, nah, nah, we good. We don't, we good. Nah, that's, good.
0: That's a boundary there. And then you're able to say, well, no, nah, I can't, I won't be doing it again. But yeah, I, I, I need my little thank you. And if I don't get the thank you, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess with me a little bit. And okay. so that's an area I need to grow and change
1: in. Trust me. I have some that I, I I'm a work in progress.
0: Yeah. But I do
1: understand, I, I'm honest with myself. I can tell the world lies all I want to,
0: mm-hmm. but I have to
1: tell myself the truth. Right. At the right. end of the day, I got to say, this is why this happened before. Let's not repeat it. Let's try this differently. I have to be honest and know and admit to my own faults for me to get yeah. past them and to not repeat them. And mm-hmm. I notice a lot of people when, we, when they talk, it's always somebody did this and somebody did that. They've never done nothing wrong. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, the, the girl break with the guy is the guy's fault. Well, that may be true in a sense. It's his fault. But. You tell me that in the time that you've been together, you did nothing wrong. You right. said nothing wrong. Right. You did nothing to him to get him in that mindset that he should leave. Is that what you're telling me? Because if that's how you're thinking. You're going to repeat the same process and complain about it again, the same situation down the road and still not understand how you got here. Yeah, that's why true. you're and,
0: still there. And what I have found, because I've talked to a lot of people, too, uh, about relationships and maybe the first marriage and how it was so bad and all that. But over and over and over again, what I see is that they didn't know themselves. They were young, maybe desperate, uh, uh, had low self-esteem or got pregnant and felt like they had no choices. It was a myriad of incomplete character development. And then we got married. And of course it didn't work. Of course it couldn't work.
1: That's true. Well, I tell you, Pat, I have enjoyed the conversation tonight. And I would love to have you back on another time when you're free because again, your point of view is your point of view. And for those viewers looking at the video, I want them to understand another point of view, because when you and I do those videos, we do the videos from our perspectives. Yep. So we want to make sure this, this is why I do this kind of setting, because I want people to understand it's not about me being right or wrong. I'm not here to tell you how you feel and what you feel is right or wrong. I just want to get you to understand that there, if you look at certain things in a different perspective in a different light, you might approach things differently. Tell those listeners today how they can uh, follow you on your social media platforms. And
0: okay, so my uh, my label is P, as in Paul. Two P, as in Paul relates, and that's the YouTube channel name. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook.
1: What you and I are saying, even though we're in different cities, we are trying to help educate. Not that we know everything, because no one knows everything. And we always should be able and able and open to learning new things. But we want to let people share with people the experiences that we have so that if they happen to come across these things or they happen to be in a situation like this, they can think about it and review it in a different way to not just give in without understanding it. because anything that we do, we have to understand there's consequences with it.
0: Oh, and it's painful. It's really, exactly. really painful. And I just want to encourage your listeners to really consider getting as healthy and whole as you can as an individual and then lift your standards because you really will find that even when you think well if i don't take the guy at this level i'm going to be alone and i don't want to be alone and and sometimes it's important to recognize that but what's more important is that you may feel like you have companionship and you have someone right now but when you get in that relationship and he's abusive and he's disrespectful and he's disregarding, and you all really are not, you never were friends. It was just a sexual thing or a, a financial thing. Life is so miserable, and you will soon find out it wasn't worth it, and not to mention all the degradation that will happen out of that, the babies that might come out of that, or uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, or all the other detrimental things that can happen when you're miserable and you're stuck, so don't do it to yourself. You know, listen to The videos that we do, they help you on developing yourself and having healthy old relationships. It'll make all the difference in the world. That's what we're doing it for. We're doing it to make you all become the best you can be.
1: Well, I appreciate a wise woman coming on my channel, giving out wise advice to those who listen. I want to thank you again for taking the time to be on the chat with me. Because, again, I enjoy talking to intelligent people about situations and getting points of views. To the listeners out there today I want to tell you thank you so much again for tuning into Why Does Love Hurt So Good and I will see you guys next week.